More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, perfectly perfect. Is perfectionism holding you back? We're going to help you make progress without beating yourself up. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about perfectionism on our show titled Perfectly Perfect. Is perfectionism holding you back or making you frustrated or angry with others either way we want to help you make progress without beating yourself or others up the number is 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825 call up and share do you tend to be hard on yourself when things don't turn out the way you hoped when you have to make decisions Do you feel stuck out of fear of making the wrong choice? Maybe you're afraid to start projects because you're not sure that you'll be up to the task or you're constantly worried about not measuring up or letting others down. Of course, there's the other side of perfectionism where we tend to get angry with people around us because they can never live up to our standards. (laughs) Let us help you break free of the trap of perfectionism, however it's holding you back, and help you discover how to grow without being hard on yourself or others. Again, the number 877-573-7825. Or are you stuck living with or having someone in your life who has perfectionism? perfectionistic oh, I didn't that's ironic that I got perfectionistic wrong very perfect of you at all not very imperfect <laughs> of me perfectionistic tendencies so you've got somebody in your life whether it's a parent who's kind of had that tyranny over you because they are perfectionists in some way or a spouse or even a boss or a co-worker who really because they want everything perfect runs a tyranny over your life in some way either they're so afraid to not get things done perfectly that they just have stalled out and don't do anything and you're like you just want to say look just do anything you know just help me in some way just contribute in some way and they're just stalled out because they're afraid of displeasing themselves or others perhaps they're so perfectionistic that they're critical of you they're critical of your children they're critical of everyone in the office. Or maybe you grew up with someone like that and it still 
has an effect by the messages you replay in your own head where you just you hear those messages from a parent from a critical coach or teacher and it it just can undermine you during even the course of a normal day when you start to feel stressed or you're trying to get something you know accomplished in your life whether you are the one who is dealing with your own perfectionistic tendencies they're tripping you up they're making you struggle in relationships or someone else in your life is perfectionistic and you don't know what in the world to do about it and it's really getting to you there or anywhere else the perfectionism is affecting your life we are here for you today on more to life give us a call at 877-573 7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, um, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections on creation, salvation history, and the scriptures and showed how they reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. Perfectionism has a tendency to fall into two different categories. The tendency to beat ourselves up or the tendency to be overly critical of others. Both types of perfectionism are rooted in the fear of not being good enough. From a theology of the body perspective, Perfectionism is rooted in a bone-deep memory that before the fall, we were perfect. We carry the memory of that lost perfection with us and we grieve it. The broken human answer to this grief is to try to regain that lost perfectionism on our own power. We think that if we can be hard enough on ourselves or others, standards will improve. But the opposite is actually true. Science shows us that the more we criticize ourselves or others, the more others, or the, and the more others criticize us, the more our brains lock down and become resistant to learning, to change, and to growth. So what do we do? Well, as the theology of the body suggests, God's design of the body reveals the answer. As just as the brain locks down under criticism, whether our own or others, when, when we feel safe and, and loved and accepted, especially when we make mistakes, our bodies produce chemicals that allow neurons to grow, new brain connections to form, and learning and change to occur. The answer to the fear of perfectionism is clinging to the perfect love that, of God that casts out all fear. You know, it's good to acknowledge that we're broken and in need of healing, but instead of letting that be a source of condemnation for the Christian, it should be a source of opportunity to rejoice in how much God loves us and wants to make us whole again. You know, the Christian response to our imperfections isn't beating ourselves up about it. It's rejoicing in the fact that God wants to make us whole again and asking him to teach us how to cooperate with his plan for restoring our wholeness in him. 
And that sounds great until you're in the middle of something and it's not turning out so well and you're just frustrated with yourself or others for not getting with the program. Mm -hmm. So today our show is titled Perfectly Perfect as we talk about the ways that perfectionism holds us back. Whether we are beating ourselves up when things don't turn out the way we hoped or feeling paralyzed when we have to make a decision because we don't want to make the wrong choice or constantly worrying about measuring up or letting others down, or the other side of it, where we get angry with others for not living up to our standards. Or as Lisa was pointing out, if we are living with somebody who is a perfectionist and just won't get off their backs, uh, how do we support them? We are here for you. And that number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573. 7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the Father, Father and the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence knowing that we are broken and sinful and struggling, and we praise you for being willing to work with us and in us and through us in spite of all of that. Help us to rejoice in that weakness and see it as an opportunity for your glory to shine out of all of us. Help us to see how we can grow and learn and change and progress without beating up on ourselves or others, but instead resting in your love and grace, working to cooperate with that grace and trusting in you to complete us even when we are struggling ourselves. We bring to you all the situations and all the people and all the circumstances where we find ourselves feeling like we're not up to the task or worrying that we're making the wrong choice or worrying about letting others down or being frustrated with others for not living up to our standards. And we give it all to you. And we ask you to teach us how to respond to those situations in ways that allow us to be our best selves without beating up on ourselves to make ourselves be our best selves. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled Perfectly Perfect, as we look at perfectionism and all the ways it holds us back in our own life and in our relationships. Do you tend to beat up on yourself when things don't turn out the way you hoped? You know, when you have to make a decision, do you feel stuck out of the fear of making the wrong choice? When you deal with someone else in your life and their perfectionism is kind of vomiting all over you, how do you deal with it? We can help you deal with any time perfectionism kind of moves itself into your life and drains your joy. So give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And this is anyone in your life. You know, I very much remember having, you know, small kids, young toddlers who really couldn't do much yet. And for instance, um, you know, we had one child who every time they tried to draw a picture, it didn't turn out like the picture in the mind's eye. 
and then crying ensued temper tantrums a bit of that came in they were just so frustrated well other people's moods no matter how old they are when they get frustrated with things not turning out just the way they want it to is a form of perfectionism and it can drive us kind of crazy to deal with it whether it's our own or somebody else's how do we deal with it how do we help them overcome it ourselves overcome it or just us stay calm and and able to be our best selves when it presents itself perfectionism can really beat us up let us help you with it today give us a call on more to life at 877-573-7825 that's 877-573-7825 greg we got a message from emma who's listening to ewtn radio in texas as soon as we put this out on social media and she said my mother is a perfectionist and was all my life I'm going home to visit mom this coming weekend and every time I walk into our childhood home I immediately feel like a small child again and bad about myself I'm a grown woman with a successful life and a good job that makes me happy and a good man that I'm engaged to but I lose my self-confidence when I'm there she barely says a word and I immediately feel powerless and less than once she was talking and the criticism started and I just got worse immediately it seems to happen every time how do I break this cycle of what my mother's perfectionism has done to me in my head that's Emma listening to EWTN radio on Guadalupe radio in Texas so Emma um Thank you so much for the message, and, and I'm sorry that that's your experience. I, I know that there are a lot of other folks who are you know, can really relate to yes. what you're talking about here, because this is a pretty common thing. Um, so this is going to be a little bit hard to believe, I think, but, but I need you to take this to heart and, and take it to prayer as well. Um, when other people are you know, caught up in perfectionism and taking it out on us, you need to realize that it actually has nothing to do with you. Um, it, 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 we, we think it does because they're criticizing us. How could it not have anything to do with me? How could I not take that personally? Um, it, it has everything to do with your mom's state of mind and the fear that she's living in. And this is her way of doing one of two things, possibly both. The first one is trying to feel some sense of control. Okay, so she worries about you and she's afraid for you. Uh, and so she feels that she needs to get control over the over that fear by picking on you and criticizing you in the hopes that, you know, if I can just orchestrate and micromanage your life, everything's going to be fine, right? Uh, and that goes down to I mean, big things, life choices that you're making, to little things like the way you fluff the pillows. I mean, all <laughs> of it, right? You know, it's just she, it's 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 she's a ball of anxiety about you know her life, about your life, and she's trying to get control of it by picking on you yeah uh, and so it's it's not really about anything you're doing I mean it would be if anybody else walked in she'd relate to them the same way if it was the dog if it was the lamppost honestly this is just how she is right and so you need to recognize that that you probably cannot please your mother and that's okay 
Um, and I'm, I can practically hear Emma, like her brain just screaming right now, or anybody who's living under this kind of tyranny just kind of screaming in their heads right now. No, it's not okay. They let me know it's not okay, and so I feel completely powerless. Just to hear that is very antithetical to what we believe. Right, but it, it, it is true, and, and the more you can make your peace with that and just accept that the, it's a little bit like white noise, right? That's how you have to relate to this. You know, it's, it's the noise going on in the background. It's not particularly pleasant, um, but it doesn't have anything to do with you. And so when she says those things, you, the, 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 the appropriate response, and this, this doesn't sound appropriate, but it is the actual appropriate response in this case, right, is to kind of... Yes, mom. I I I I hear you, mom. I'm so I'm sorry, mom. You know, um, I get it. And then change the subject. You know, you, you cannot let it in, because it's you know it's okay to you know to to reflect. You know, does her opinion match with my experience here? Does this her opinion really uh, add anything positive you know, to this? You to know, this, I think that's so we can, exactly. we can Does it add something positive. positive to my life is a great question to be- start because with. we want to be open to learning things, even from critical people, right? You know, so it's I don't I'm not suggesting you shut her out completely, but I'm saying you put up an extra layer of filter, okay? Uh, and you you first you recognize you know, hey, this has really got nothing to do with me most likely so i'm going to keep it at arm's length and as i as i keep those words that she's saying at arm's length i just want you to actually imagine that like if you stretch out your arm and hold out your palm i'm not telling you to do that to your mom but like metaphorically in your in your mind's eye and i want you to see her words floating in front of you and and before you take them in number one i want to i i i I want you to realize that these don't have they don't necessarily have anything to do with me and secondly I, i want you to uh, ask yourself, you know, do, do these words, if I took them in, would they add anything positive to my life or would they just tear me down? And if they would just tear you down, I want you to push those words away. Just imagine pushing those words away and giving them to God um, at that point. Um, so the second thing that she might be doing here, the first one is managing her own anxiety and fear. The second thing, and I don't know about this, I don't have enough detail to say, but, but I've seen this enough, and we've done shows on this, uh, her love language might be criticism. And what I mean by that is there are some people who keep you in their life by criticizing you. They don't have the skills to build actual healthy relationships uh, and work in positive ways on deepening and strengthening relationship. And so they know that when they criticize you, you work harder to jump through their hoops. Uh, and, and they take advantage of that unconsciously. And so it may very well be that this is your mom's way of maintaining a relationship with you. It, it's not healthy, and, and it's okay to set some boundaries around that. But again, that has nothing to do with you, right? It has to do with your, your, the, the lack, of your, lack of skills that your mom has in building relationships. So as I said, it could be one of, of or, or both of those things. Um, either way, it doesn't have anything to do with you, and the response to that is to keep her words, imagine keeping her words at arm's length out there in front of you, realizing this is not a real reflection of me, asking yourself, do these words contribute anything positive to my life, my experience, my, my knowledge? If so, go ahead and take them in. If not, push them away, and, and politely um, you know, kind of brush mom off and change the subject. And I want to really um, encourage you in this, Emma, because you mentioned that you're engaged. 
while you're planning the wedding, this is going to be a very important skill for you to learn because you know your mom is going to want lots and lots of input about every plan and every choice you make in this situation. So you really want to be practicing these these exercises of how to deal with it. Is it positive? Does it really help? Or can I just push it away? Is going to help you every day, but certainly as you're planning your wedding, it'll keep you a lot more sane and keep your stress level down. All right. Thank you, Emma, for the message. We do talk more about this in my book, God Help Me. These people are driving me nuts, making peace with difficult people, which is a book all about setting boundaries that enable you to have a relationship with a difficult person while protecting yourself from the drama. Uh, and leaving the door open for for healing in those relationships, too. If you'd like to check it out, you can visit catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. And again, the title is God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. Well, we're taking your calls right now about perfectionism on our show today, titled Perfectly Perfect. Do you tend to beat yourself up when things don't turn out the way you hoped? Or feel paralyzed when you have to make a decision because you're afraid of making the wrong choice? Maybe you're constantly worried about not measuring up or letting others down. Or maybe it's the other way around. You get angry with other people around you because they can't meet your standards. What's wrong with them? (laughs) Either way, or if you've got somebody in your life who's stuck in perfectionism and you're not sure how to support them, we want to help you break free of that trap and discover how to grow without being so hard on yourself or others. The number again is 877-573. 7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls. Plus, we'll be joined by Anastasia Northrup, who'll be sharing some insights from the Theology of the Body on how to beat perfectionism. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. There's so many issues that need to be discussed when we're looking at this continuing problem of mass shootings. At the heart of it is what's going on with the human person, though. Father John Mercado brings up deaths of despair in great detail in his beautiful Rescue Project series. Or so many young people now, or with that survey pre-COVID, were talking about how desperate they felt, how lonely they felt, how isolated they felt how suicidal they felt. And then we had a recent survey come out from the CDC looking at a similar case with young girls. And this feeling of desperation and loneliness that despite everything they had access to and what they could do with their bodies, this so-called freedom, the world's version of freedom that shoved down our throats every single day, they're still not happy. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Are you longing to hear God's voice? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. 
God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today's show is titled Perfectly Perfect as we look at how perfectionism holds us back and affects our relationships. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Anastasia Northrup. She is the founder of the National Catholic Singles Conference, a theology of the body-based ministry to Catholic singles. She's got a conference coming up in August, we'll talk about that. But right now, she's joining us to share how perfectionism can affect the dating life. Hey, Anastasia, welcome to More to Life. Hey, thanks so much, Dr. Greg. Yeah, I'm enjoying uh, the topic for sure, because I kind of joke about being a recovering perfectionist myself. Um, I mean, I hope I <laughs> don't beat people up over it, but um, I, uh, I, uh, I can see certainly how it has affected my life and how it's, you know, um, not something you want to dwell on too long. So it doesn't bring a lot of joy when you're dealing with that, does it? No, no, and, and you know it can come from like a good motive, like oh, I want to be you know perfect for God, sort of thing. But you realize that He loves us and our weaknesses, and we've got a life is much better if we love people and their weaknesses too. So, so where do we start? Yeah. You know, if you you know you're a single Catholic, you're you're looking for relationships, and and how does that perfectionism affect us? And what do we what do we need to do about that? Yeah, well, I've been looking at the question for oh, I can't believe it, like 19 years now. Um, but I, uh, as far as like, why are we still single? Um, and I think one of the the reasons is that you know we look at all of the things that we want to purchase, right, online or you know things we're considering doing, and we look at all the pros and cons, and we're you know we want the perfect thing, the perfect item, and people even talk about wanting the perfect spouse, and and of course we know no person is perfect, but I think on some subconscious level we can still be looking for you know the perfect one. So we might be dating somebody that's great. But then we're like, well, there's, you know, there's this and there's that. And, you know, I'm not talking about lowering your standards or, or, or having, you know, um, non-negotiables and just sort of giving in, right? I'm just talking about, like, you know, every person has their, their quirks and their, you know, baggage and the things about them that aren't perfect, right? And so I think that, you know, that can sometimes be a problem if we're... Well, and, and I think, you know, the, like the, the question, you know, that we have to ask ourselves when we're dating isn't so much, is this person perfect? But rather, you know, are the issues that I see in this person something that I feel comfortable working on with them over time? Yeah, and, and, are, and are these things something that they're comfortable working on over time? So that, so that I can see that this is, you know, uh, something that we can work through together and that I'm up to working through with them as opposed to sort of seeing it as, well, they're, they're, they're off, I have to cut them off because they're not perfect, or... Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed, when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them. I'm delighted, but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful, the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful, 
came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. What do we mean when we say the church is the body of Christ? From the very beginning, Jesus shared with his apostles his mission, his joys and sufferings, and the mystery of the kingdom. The Catholic Catechism points out that Jesus indicated the intimacy of his union with his followers when he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me, and I in you. When Jesus' visible presence was taken away from the apostles, they were not orphaned. Jesus sent them his spirit. As a result, says the Catechism, communion with Christ is even more intense. Jesus mystically constitutes as his body all those brethren called together from every nation. The church is not only gathered around Christ, she is united in him, in his body. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Jesus reminds us that the key to receiving mercy is being merciful to others. Being merciful means treating people in a manner that reminds them of their worth in God's eyes. We have lots of chances to practice being merciful all day, but the best place to start is in our marriage and family lives. Here are some ways you can begin being merciful to your spouse and kids and reminding them of what they're worth in God's eyes. First, be demonstrative with your love and affection. Let your spouse and kids feel God's love for them flowing through your arms when you hold them. Second, serve with joy. Remind your spouse and kids how much they're worth to God by taking the time to respond promptly to their concerns and requests. And third, bear wrongs patiently and forgive willingly. By practicing these spiritual works of mercy, we give our spouse and kids a physical reminder that nothing they do will separate them from God's love or ours. To learn more about being merciful in your marriage and family life, check out my book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled Perfectly Perfect. As we look at how perfectionism affects us and our relationships, how do we support someone who's struggling with perfectionism? How do we stop beating up on ourselves so much or being hard on the people around us? Let's talk about how to break free of the trap of perfectionism and discover how to grow without being so hard on ourselves and others. The number, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573. 7825. Let's talk now with Stephen, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New York. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Uh, hello. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about, you know, fear of making a decision. Um, mm-hmm. Decision making has made me, you know, almost, it's paralyzing, mm-hmm. um, both in uh, um, making the wrong choice and being disappointed with myself and the choice I make after I make it and also in um, after I do make it also possibly disappointing others my my family members and things like that and uh, 
it's you know it's been something I felt I've had for a long, long time, a number of years, and I felt like all of that stress that I carry with me um, over that discipline, even the smallest of things, whether it's a, a menu item at a restaurant or um, mm-hmm. you know what uh, what color shirt uh, you know do I buy or, or what pair of socks do I buy. Um, even what cereal do I buy? This one or that one this week? Um, the smallest things. Um, just it's exhausting, it's, I'm sure. Been, it seems so silly, but it's so debilitating. No, I can I can understand. Uh, it must, as I said, it must be exhausting for you. I'm so sorry, Stephen. Um, can you you gave you, you gave examples of lots of different things. Let me ask you. Uh, how do you how do you pray about your decisions in general? I mean, do, do you pray about them, and, and if so, how? You know, um, many times I don't because it almost seems, um, you know, s- silly to pray about. Okay, what, uh, Lord, help me. Um, you know, should, should, <laughs> should I, I cereal? Should I, should I order a, a cheeseburger or a, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, or a sure. ham sandwich? You know, it's funny. It does sound that way, you know, to the to the common experience. But I had a great priest tell me once to do exactly that. He said, wherever he went, even if he was choosing, you know, where where he was going to a restaurant, if he was on a road trip, he would ask God, where should I go? Because he was just allowing the Holy Spirit to give him an opportunity to be who he needed to be in a particular situation. And it can seem silly, but there isn't anything. And I don't, I don't mean to, to make it apocalyptic, like, you know, if, if I, if I choose a cheeseburger point. over a hamburger that the world's going to end. Or that right? I'm going to somehow displease God or can, destroy my health yeah. or something. And we can go there. I mean, you know, if, if we're not careful. Um, let me just ask you before I, I have some suggestions to make, but let me, one, one more question. Um, um, what have you done uh, to try to work through this? So have you worked with anybody before in, in any kind of counseling or spiritual direction, anything like that? Um, not really, no, no. Okay. So let me give you some resources, some things you can start doing on your own, and then let me give you some ways to follow up on this too. So number one, you know, when you pray about anything, um, and I'm going to come back to this in a minute, but, but when you pray about anything, I, I want you to make the decision uh, to say, you know, Lord, help me stop seeing these decisions as a test and help me to, to, to allow myself to trust you moving in me and with me and through me. Right. So let me, let me explain what I mean by that. You know, when we, we approach every decision as a test, you know, I'm going to get the wrong answer. Uh, and, and I'm going to fail if I don't do the right thing. Then we feel paralyzed all the time because because the fact is there are no 100% right answers ever, uh, and that that uncertainty is paralyzing for somebody who thinks like life is a test. What you kind of have to think about is that ever that 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 life is more like uh, paddling down a river. Right, you you you, you want to get to a particular destination, but the current is sort of fighting against you, and there are other things that are happening. And so every time you paddle, you know your 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 canoe or whatever starts to point in a slightly different direction. So then you you paddle again, and you point it in the right direction, and then that moves you the other way. And it's, that's why when you're paddling a canoe, for example, you you paddle on one side, then the other, then the other, because it's constantly the wobbling. Balance. You know, create the balance. Well, yeah, and it's constantly kind of pointing in the wrong direction, so you're constantly putting it back in the right place. And that's the same thing with decisions, right? So the, the, you know, the decision isn't a test. It's not that you paddled wrong. It's that the way you paddled now helps you determine the way you need to paddle next. Uh, 
Stephen Covey actually used a metaphor uh, in one of his books. Uh, he pointed out that an airplane, uh, like 99% of the time, is, is, is actually off course, that it's constantly adjusting course while it's flying, but it still manages to get from point A to point B. That's because where it's pointing now tells the pilot or the computer how to adjust where it needs to go. And that's the same thing here. Every decision you make isn't a test. It's, it's, it's part of the, you paddling through life. And it tells you, you know, the next thing that you might need to do. So, for example, to go with the silly thing, you know, the, of, you know, should I order a cheeseburger or, or whatever, you know, let's say you make that decision to eat the cheeseburger and you feel you know, uh, I don't know you, you, didn't, you didn't eat enough or you ate too much or whatever. That tells you how you need to space your next meal. It's not the wrong answer. It's just information that you can take to make the next decision to maintain your health and well-being. Um, you know, so, so any decision you make um, can either be modified or even unmade in most cases. And it's just information that helps you dis- determine the next move, right? It's not a test. And so I, I want you to to, to start thinking about it in that way. Uh, and that brings us back to the prayer piece. You know, when you're praying about these decisions, it's not, God, help me decide whether I should eat the cheeseburger or order the pasta. It's, it's God, help me to stop seeing this decision as a test and experience you moving in me and with me and through me in this moment so that I can know that whatever choice I make, it's just information to bring back to you and make the next decision. Right, and so I, I want you to start thinking more in those lines. Now, I realize that's going to be a big shift for you. Um, so it's going to be helpful to get some support in doing that. And I have two resources I'd like to suggest to you. The first is my book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, which talks all about how we can stop living in this kind of fear and, and feeling like everything is a test and that we're always doing it wrong. Um, I, I think the techniques in that book will really be helpful. I do believe it will speak to you and, and, and help you build on what we're suggesting here today in the call. If you find that it's too difficult to do on your own or you'd like some support in, in moving forward with this, our pastoral counseling practice can really help you experience God's peace and love and, and heal those deeper parts of your heart that are caught up in this fear by allowing you to experience God's perfect love um, more completely so that you can realize that that he loves you uh, even when we make the wrong steps, right? Even when we make the wrong choices. And he can work with that. You know, I like to talk about GPS, not global positioning system, God's positioning system. Um, You know, when, when GPS, if you make a wrong turn, it recalculates and then it tells you to do this or that or whatever to get you back on course. And, and usually it's just a couple of turns and you're just fine. Well, God has an even better positioning system because he can see all the options in time and space that, that, are, that are available. And he loves us and is always working for our good. So he wants us pointing in the right direction and he's more than willing to guide us. So if we give our decisions to God, even when we make the wrong decision, God helps us recalculate and get back on course. Uh, And so it's just a matter of saying, you know, Lord, help me to stop seeing every decision as a test and help me to experience you moving in me and with me and through me. And that even when I make the wrong choice, knowing that you are guiding me back to where I need to be. 
that's a big leap, and as I said, it might might be helpful for you to get some additional support. If you'd like to learn more about our pastoral counseling, tele, uh, pastoral telecounseling service, you can visit catholiccounselors.com, and we can work with one of our pastoral counselors to help you get to a more graceful space with all of this. Uh, but again, the book, Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, it's available at Catholic Counselors or wherever books are sold, or you can learn, and you can learn more about our pastoral counseling tele. Uh, telecounseling practice. (laughs) Uh, See, I'm not doing so well here on perfectionism myself. (laughs) The Holy Spirit's trying to make us prove a point. (laughs) Well, you can learn more again at catholiccounselors.com. But the the key here, Stephen, is moving away from that idea that every decision is a test that you can pass or fail, and instead seeing it more as accepting the fact that I'm always off course. I, I will always be off course in this moment, no matter what I do. Unless I see this decision as the information that allows me to make the next decision to help me get on course or stay on course. And, and when we can sort of pray about those decisions, I'm suggesting that, that you would help God help me not see this as a test, but rather as an, an opportunity for you to move in me and with me and through me and just give me the information that I need to make the next decision to help me stay on course. That's what's going to allow you to, to start to relax in, and, and make more confident decisions. I hope that these suggestions will be helpful for you. But as I said, if you need more support, you can check out the Unworried, A Life Without Anxiety, or more about the pastoral telecounseling practice at catholiccounselors.com. All right, as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Galatians chapter 3, verse 3. Are you so foolish to think that having begun to live in the Spirit, you can be perfected by the flesh? And this, I think, speaks directly to what we were just talking about with Stephen. You know, the, this idea that when, we, when we're trying to live in the Spirit and we're giving our lives to God, we always take that control back because we feel like, well, this is too silly for me to ask for God's help with, or this is too big, or I'm too ashamed, or I'm whatever. And, and we start trying to make ourselves do the right thing, be the right way, make the right choice on our own power. And then inevitably we feel confused and conflicted and anxious and all the things <laughs> and saint paul here in galatians is reminding us that god and again this is he talks about this in romans you know god is god is made perfect his power is made perfect in our weakness you know being a christian means recognizing i don't know how to do anything Sin has corrupted my ability to know anything confidently, to make the right choice ever, uh, to do anything right. And, and so I have to give every decision to God and just trust that he's guiding me, that, that I, you know, I can't even know his will perfectly. But, but, but his mercy is bigger than that. You know, St. Faustina speaks to this. And, 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 and so I know that God's positioning system is always working as long as I'm bringing decisions back to him. And whatever choice I make, as long as I'm doing it prayerfully and with the desire to serve him, even if it's the wrong choice, he's just going to use it as information to help me make the next choice to get me back on his track. So keep that in mind, as St. Paul says in Galatians 3.3. Let's not be so foolish to think that having begun to live by the Spirit, we can be perfected by the flesh. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. 
we're taking we're talking we're taking your calls about perfectionism. <laughs> Obviously, something theme. I don't struggle with at all. Holy Spirit, simply saying, let them make some mistakes today, so people know that nobody's uh, perfect, even the people giving the advice. But so, because we're so imperfect, we can help you overcome that tendency toward perfectionism, either in yourself or your relationships. Give us a call; we'll work it out together at eight seven seven five seven three. 7825. More to Life will continue with your calls right after the break. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile. Everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com In a Facebook world, we can multiply virtual friends. And yet psychologists and sociologists tell us we have fewer and fewer actual friends. This is not good. We're made for friendship. Friendship with God, first of all. But secondarily, friendship with other human beings. Jesus calls his apostles friends. And when he faces his greatest suffering, he asks his inner circle of friends to come and pray with him in the Garden of Gethsemane. They come, but they fall asleep. Jesus isn't crushed when his friends fail to live up to his expectations. He doesn't withhold his love from them. He doesn't cast them away. Nor does he suffer their neglect silently. He confronts them. Couldn't you have prayed with me for an hour? Then he moves on to do the will of his Father in heaven. When friends let us down, as they will, we should follow the example of Jesus, lovingly confront them, but remember that they can never substitute for God, who stands ready as our ultimate friend. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with a book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today's show is titled Perfectly Perfect as we look at the ways that perfectionism impacts our mental health, our spiritual well-being, and our relationships. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Before we go to our next call, we want to send out congratulations to another member of the EWTN radio family. Divine Mercy Broadcasting in Washington State is celebrating their 10th year with EWTN today. They serve Washington State with six FM stations in English and Spanish. So we want to give congratulations to Joe Haberman and all our friends at Divine Mercy Broadcasting. From all of us at EWTN and right here from More to Life. God bless you guys. And folks, wherever you're listening to Catholic Radio, please make sure to support your local Catholic Radio station with your prayers and with your financial support to keep Catholic Radio going strong and growing stronger every day and staying here to help you live a more faithful, abundant, grace-filled life. 
We're taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Chris, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Oklahoma on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Chris. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Hi. Um, well, I was uh, glad to find out you're talking about this topic today. Um, I was just uh, looking at the catechism and something it says about living or approaching Christian perfection. Mm-hmm. And um, they, uh, to get right down to it, I, I have to deal with same-sex attraction. And okay. before I became a Catholic, I lived in, or not lived, I was in the Protestant Church, mm-hmm. and um, I've heard so many different you know, explanations of how I'm supposed to deal with this mm. and think about it and what will happen if I don't do certain things. Mm. And I just felt like reading what I read in the Catechism uh, in uh, 2357 to 2359 about chastity and homosexuality is the, the nicest uh, explanation explanation I've ever heard, because I think it really takes into consideration, you know, that uh, a lot of us experience this for a lot of different reasons. And uh, the thing that I want to ask you about, want to know your opinion on, is Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think uh, the very last paragraph there says, homosexual persons are called to chastity by the virtues of self-mastery that teach them inner freedom, at times by the support of disinterested friendship, by prayer, sacramental grace, uh, they can and should gradually and resolutely approach Christian perfection. So I've been told that I need to not think of myself as a homosexual trying to live a chaste life. I'm supposed to, you know, shed the label and uh, just, you know, look at it as uh, like that. So I wanted mm-hmm. to know, I, I, I know people don't agree with that. They mm-hmm. want to claim the label, and sure. I'm just like, I don't want to be in that club, you know. Okay, so. well, you know, I, first of all, thank you so much for, for you know, just for being you <laughs> and, yes. for, and for being willing to to face this struggle and to uh, really look hard at what it means to live a faithful life with the particular challenges you're facing i'm so i'm so blessed by your call and just your your existence honestly your Chris. open heart your your dis, your your search for you know truth and and health in your life Wow, what a brilliant example for each and every one of us on the planet. I want to, I, and I, I want to start by saying yes. I, I agree with the idea that you're proposing here because as you read that paragraph, you know, I, I, immediately it struck me that really the catechism is speaking to all persons, right? So it says homosexual persons are called to chastity by virtues of self mastery and, and et cetera, et cetera. But you could just start by saying all persons are called to chastity by the virtue of self mastery and teach them that teach them inner freedom at times by the support of disinterested friendship by prayer by sacramental grace they can and should gradually and resolutely approach Christian perfection. That's true for all every persons. single person, no matter what their state in life. And there's is. this this we have this tendency um, in culture for whatever reason to think of, of, of homosexual persons as sort of other than the rest of us and that's not true at all here's the thing um, every single one of us has so much love in our hearts 
and we have this deep desire to to love others and be loved by others but the Christian believes that even though that's true because of sin we don't know how to love in ways that are actually loving nobody not just you Chris or, or, or a person or any particular group or anybody it's I don't all know of us. how to love the way God wants me to love my wife my and kids. I don't know how to love my husband or my kids or any other human being on the planet the right way to be a Christian and when we say that we're sinful and we're broken what we really mean is we acknowledge that we have no idea how to love other people in ways that are loving much less in ways that God wants us to love them and that we're all trying to learn you know and and sin when we talk about sin it's missing the mark that's what it really means right so if the I word means the word means so if I if I don't know how to do something let's say I don't know how to play darts Okay, and I just get a bunch of darts and I start throwing them at a dartboard without any idea how to do this or perfecting the skill to be able to hit the bullseye or the board entirely. Sometimes I'll hit the board. I may even occasionally hit a bullseye. I also may hit somebody else in the room (laughs) because I don't know what I'm doing and it can be dangerous. We need to work on perfecting that skill. And the only way we can perfect the skill of loving well is to bring ourselves to God and allow him to help us. So, Chris, I'm going to suggest that you do something that that Lisa and I do every day. We wake up in the morning and we immediately say, you know, Lord, teach me how to love I also teach me how to love Lisa teach me how to love my wife the way you want me to teach me how to love her in ways that that she'll experience as loving in ways that are pleasing to you make me the man you want me to be she'll do the same uh, in her prayer we ask God to teach us how to love each of our children who are uniquely different people and we ask God to teach us how to love him the way that will bring him glory and I want you to do the same thing when you wake up in the morning the first thing you do is Lord teach me how to love the people in my life the way you want me to love them Teach me how to love myself the way you want me to love yes. myself. Teach me to love you the way you want me to love you. Teach me how to love my friends, my, you know, the, everybody. Okay, and the, the most important people that you're going to encounter in the day. Teach me how to be the man you want me to be in the face of this, and love those people the way you want me to love them. And sometimes you're going to mess up. You know, sometimes you're going to make mistakes. Sometimes you're going to you're going to be more loving than you should in a particular way, or less loving than you should in a particular way. Because you're human, and, and we all are. And that's all of us. Okay, there's nothing special or unique about you. You're just a human being like the rest of us who who wants to love and wants to be loved, and has no idea how to make it happen. I mean, let me be clear: you're very special and unique to God, and He's put you, you here for a very special and unique purpose. But in any sense of not knowing how to love right that's a universal experience so I, I, I really just want you to root that pursuit of chastity and perfection in that prayer of teach me how to love God the way you want me to love and and Chris there are two organizations I want to put you on to if you haven't become familiar if you're not familiar with them at all the first one is courage RC well it's courage courage international and it's at courage rc.org CourageRC.org. It's an organization for folks who are struggling with same-sex attraction who are uh, looking to live faithful lives. Uh, and there's another group that's wonderful, uh, Theology of the Body-based group, called Eden Invitation. And that's at EdenInvitation.com. So both of those groups are faithful groups of, of Catholics who uh, struggle with same-sex attraction but who you know, really want to be faithful and learn how to love the way God is calling us all to love. And you can learn more at EdenInvitation.com or again at CourageRC.org. 
Thank you so much for the call. And we are, again, blessed by your presence, blessed by your call, and thank you for your witness. Amen. Eight, well, this is all the time we've got for today's program. And we thank you so much for being with us on our show about perfectionism. And if we can do more to help you overcome the ways perfectionism is affecting you and your relationships, check out the resources we discussed at our website, catholiccounselors.com, where you can check out our books and learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice and work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life in the light of God's grace. Get out there and love the Lord and let Him help you see that there's so much more to life. With Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.